After one of my fellow teachers lost his mind and went off on a group of students outside of their school in China, one of the students asked, why does he work here if he hates Chinese people so much? Hearing this story the next day, it made me think, I'm sure he, who is in a relationship with a Chinese woman, can't hate Chinese people. Then upon further reflection, I began to wonder about all of the other foreigners living in China and how they have similar tales on what really bothers them about Chinese people. I coupled that notion with the idea that most teachers last about two to three years in China before they must get out. I wondered, what would make someone who wanted to live in China want to leave in such a short amount of time? So I and my wife began to create our own independent lists. As we went through our days, we kept our phones handy so we could jot down whatever bothered us about being in China. Our lists are still growing and we've decided to share them with you. So, I have my list. I have my list. And you have your list. Don't say how many things are on your list. We'll just go through them as we go through them. Okay. Do you want to go first with the first thing on your list? Nope. You want me to go first with the first thing on my list? Yes. Alright, first thing on my list. Wait, wait, wait. Shouldn't we say what the list is? No. First okay. thing on my list, we'll take care of that in the intro. Okay. So, first thing on my list. The unwillingness of Chinese people to think, reason, learn new and more efficient ways of doing anything. That's the first thing on my list. Do you have any questions about this? No, because I understand completely. So basically, I when I wrote that, I was probably dealing with something at work. And being a teacher, I was trying to probably solve a problem or do something and getting zero cooperation from anybody who was Chinese. So that's probably why I came up with that one uh, as the first thing. My number one thing that came to mind when I started making this list. Um, then my next part was best practices. This idea that there's a, there have been ways of doing things in the West that have not filtered down to the people in China. And then we as Westerners end up being very frustrated and upset about getting things done, especially on our jobs while working in China. And we can't get them done because the people we're working with do not understand why we would need, say, more information, better communication, what cooperation is and how to collaborate. They don't have any of those things. So then we end up banging our heads against the wall, complaining to each other, being upset. So that was my first thing. Do you have any thoughts? I have lots of thoughts. About this? I think the thing that is the most frustrating in that particular circumstance 
is that they pay lip service to wanting to be more Western, yet they push every Western idea aside because it can't possibly be. Okay. They have no concept of trying new things without being told by another Chinese person to try new things. True. Because if the Chinese person didn't say it, it can't be true. Yes. But that's a whole nother thing. That if it comes from a foreigner, it can't be true. If it's, if it in any way is outside of the experiences of Chinese people in China, in mainland China, then it's something that is to be discarded without being disregarded. Yeah. And and not even thought about. Just just no. That can't be. That can't be true. No, we can't do that. Um, I know I've found that if I've run into a person that way, I will ask them, you know, well, if we know that the way that you're doing it doesn't work or is not efficient, and then there's an, another possibility, why won't you try a new way? And usually the answer I get is because I am Chinese. So that in itself just shows that as a group and as people identifying with a particular group, they think that they must behave a certain way in order to fit in with the rest of the people in that group. And if their grandmother didn't do it, and their mother doesn't do it, and their father doesn't do it, and none of their teachers ever brought it up, well, that means it's not, it's outside of the realm of possibility. Which is unfortunate. Especially within an educational institution in the educational context. That is, that to me just doesn't make any sense because. I get it within a Chinese system that is preparing students to stay in China and never leave China. I don't get it in an international program context where the children are being prepared to work outside of the country, live outside of the country, go to school outside of the country, and all of the administrators or owners of the program have spent time outside of the country. So they've been outside, they've lived outside, they've studied outside, and yet once they come back, all of those things are left at the border and now they're Chinese again, and so those thoughts and ways aren't even plausible here. Yes, I agree. It's like it's taken at customs. Individuality. We'll leave it in this bin. Problem solving in this bin. Critical thinking skills over here. You're free to go. Are you saying that they have these things before they leave? I'm because saying they I don't say have they those don't things have. before they leave China. I think that they may acquire some of them. May acquire some of them during their years outside of the country. But as soon as they cross that border, it's like customs says, okay, leave these here. And then now you're Chinese again, so you don't have to ever use those uh, 
once you're inside the country. Like my empty brand new lighter. Yes! 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 The thing that had never been used before had to stay in it at the border. Beijing. Yeah. Or they take, they gave you the case, but took the inside. That had never been used. That had but never been used and was purchased in China. And it's an American item, but because it's in China and you're leaving, now we have to take the inside out. So you can take the empty shell with you. So once Empty they, shell, that's a great metaphor for what, what Chinese people want from from their student body. From their entire population, really. We can fill you with whatever we want, whether that's a good thing or not. Um, and, and it's interesting because um, a lot of the people that I work with, well, they will never ask that question. They will never, if their bosses say, the sky turned blue today, they won't question it even though everybody can look out the window and see that it's pretty much gray most of the time um, due to many different things in China. But then if he turned around and said, oh, right after it turned blue, it was polka dotted, they still would not question it. Oh, cool, it was polka dotted. And they would find ways to make sure that they still could gain favor with that person uh, sometime in the future through their responses to whatever they said, no matter how ridiculous it may be. Um, I've, I've talked to my students and tried to get them to understand that they need to question, think about, consider, um, and a lot of them are so afraid to do that. Even from people that honestly, because of where they are and the program they're in, could not hurt them. Um, the school that I teach in is a private school. They're, for the most part, paying their own way. Um, it's not public. Uh, they're essentially never going to be kicked out. Um, wow. The school's not that old, so they're not. They, you know, the school is, has not met its quota for students yet. I mean, basically, more than half the school is empty. Um, so, if you were going to question, if you're going to have a time that made sense, now would be the time. Um, so it's it's interesting to me that they. They won't take advantage of it even when it won't hurt them. And then once they get to the point where they're on a job or they're uh, dealing with bosses, because everybody is someone's boss, uh, once they get to that point, then any any kind of thought or dealing with a new idea, whether no matter where they learned it, um, it could even be inside of a Chinese institution. They still won't do it because the expectation is the, the worker must do exactly what the boss said and then that's it there is no place for independent thinking so it it, it goes through the entire society um from the bus drivers to the taxi drivers to students it goes through every every single part of the of the of the culture 
You got anything else on this one? No. I think we covered that one pretty good. All right, what you got? My first one is stop telling me I'm fat. My self-worth has nothing to do with what you think. It is very common in all parts of China for students to tell you how fat you are. I know I'm fat. Clearly I'm fat, I have a mirror. But for some reason they think by telling me that I'm fat that it should hurt me. It should cause me pain and I should be embarrassed by their words. I don't care. And when I tell them, thank you, thank you for noticing, they're stunned. They have no, no idea what to say to that. Um, I've had students poke me with rulers or hit me or uh, pinch me um, because they think my fat won't hurt me. Um, it's, this culture is really anorexic mentally and physically anorexic. Women and men are expected to be bone thin, and if they have any flesh on their bones whatsoever, they're told they're fat. So they are constantly trying to be thinner, starving themselves, dieting, taking pills, drinking teas, getting acupuncture, to be something they probably shouldn't be in the first place. Well, I'm wondering, well, what is it like when when we, I mean, at school, you kind of have a captive audience, they get comfortable with you, mm-hmm. they, you know, they see something that they don't, they've never really seen before, whether that's blonde hair or blue eyes or dreads or a fat person or even a large person, um, and... I'm wondering about the people on the street. What are they like? Oh, you mean taking my pictures and videos and pointing and now you're getting into number two. Nope. Don't get into number two. Just stay with number one for a minute. What is it? What is it like on the street? You're walking around. Do people still come up to you and say that you're fat? Do they do? Are all these things still happen? inside like you go to the shopping mall or you go to the market or whatever i think it depends on what where you are so because we're in the south right now and they have more foreigners i get less people approaching me telling me i'm fat and more people saying i'm fat as i walk past so they'll say wow you're fat but they don't think i understand them so i just keep walking or sometimes I'll smile and respond to them in Chinese and say, yes, I am. Um, but in the north, when we were in Liaoning province, the people would come up to me on the street and squish my arms and touch my face and, and tell me how fat I was. And some of the older people didn't say it as a negative. Some of the older people um, especially like the old ladies, they saw it as a sign of health and wealth. It wasn't a bad thing for them. It was the women that were in their 50s and their 40s and their 30s that thought it was a bad thing. But for the older ladies, the old ladies, the grannies, 
they it, it never said it in the negative. Now, how do Chinese people deal with other Chinese people who are fat? Do they treat them the same way, or is there any difference? I think they're meaner. Yeah. They're much meaner. They're, they'll you tell them that they shouldn't eat. They'll tell them how fat they are every single minute of every single day. I mean, this isn't just their family members. This is their coworkers. This is their boss. This is their students. The parents of their students will tell them how fat they are every single day just to make sure they don't forget for one second that they aren't a stick. And in the meantime, these women do such unhealthy things to their bodies to try to meet that expectation, this unrealistic cultural expectation of how a woman should look. It's really sad. I mean, you and I have both seen these women that are walking around with the thigh gap that's about four inches wide. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't look at other women. Don't lie to me. You ain't gotta lie, Craig. Look, we've all seen them. Where we had one very student, skinny women, very yes. skinny, but we see them where it looks like their pelvic bone is poking out through their clothes. Like, how are they even holding their clothes on? And they'll, those are the girls that'll say, "Oh, I'm so fat." True. But I would say, as a whole, the culture as a whole has an anorexic mindset. I think they they have anorexia as a culture. Or do they have a different idea of what? healthy looks like is it really is it really anorexic because honestly these people uh, aren't necessarily they're not they are eating all the time some of them are and eating usually they're time. eating massive amounts a lot oh of junk gosh. food i mean it's really bad and they're eating their meals that may or may not be, may be devoid of, of nutrients, but they're still eating, and they're eating quite a bit. Um, yes, but it, then they take the pills and the teas to make them but is it, get rid is of it, it. Is it a problem of what they think is beautiful versus a problem of genetics? The majority of the people are small and, and thinner, mm. and... That's the thing that is quote unquote beautiful, so that's what they think everybody should be because you can't have difference. You can't have any. Right, you can't be an individual. Well, you can't have any any traits that fall outside of their experience level. Right. I don't know. I find it interesting in this that they have an expectation of how a Chinese woman should look and be beautiful. But they'll tell me I'm fat and in the same breath they will tell me how beautiful I am because I have blonde hair or blue eyes or light skin. I'm fat but I'm beautiful because I'm not like them. Is there anything else we want to say about the 
unwillingness of Chinese people to think or reason in a different way than they, what they've been taught, or about being fat. Which is funny. One thing that is funny is that while they are constantly harping on fatness, uh, not being beautiful, yeah, beauty is big they are eating so much junk food right now oh because God. it's so available. And so cheap. And so cheap. And they're eating McDonald's and KFC like daily. If they have the opportunity, that's what they would eat over their own food that is usually, outside of, say, too much oil and MSG and salt, usually coming, being a better food on the whole. The food is actually better. It's fresh stuff. It might be, it might be meat, which I don't do, but it might still be uh, better ingredients. Right, because they don't, they don't have... As a rule, they don't have canned vegetables and canned meats. They don't do frozen vegetables. It is all fresh daily. Right. So even the, the restaurants, are, they're getting fresh stuff. They're making good food. Um, whether it tastes good or not is mm-hmm. debatable. Uh, I know inside of the, the canteens at schools, I have not really ever met Can't any hear. students... Because that's what they call it. I know, but it's a cafeteria. No, no, no. It's a canteen. It's a cafeteria. This is China. It is a canteen. Whatever. That's if you don't, If you don't, if you don't, uh, the Chinese people are like the Borg. If you don't... Uh, assimilate? You know, yes. If you don't assimilate, you know, they will crush you. So, um, inside of the canteen... The cafeteria. They are complaining that the food is terrible, you know? But it is their, it's their local food. It's their food. I mean, it's not really any different than the food that they would get at any Chinese restaurant around in in the area. They're getting the same food. They just don't want that food. They want Crap. McDonald's and KFC and other uh, fast food that is uh, Chinese fast food. Convenient noodles. Oh, and convenient noodles, which, which is has nothing. Ramen. Yes, our version is ramen. We call them ramen noodles, and they're terrible. They, they there's nothing in there, and it's basically just lots of salt. Oh. It's like a bowl full of salt, bowl full of salt, and carbs. Yeah, lots of empty carbs. So, um, yeah, I think I think looking at how how they are. Dealing with uh, this new, it's and it's it, it's not new, but it's new for like this generation and the generation before. We're having a lot of Western influence, and it's not just in the big cities. It's it's reaching out, even where we are. It's reaching out into what was countryside, and that is now you're you're starting to see how people are reacting to. Yeah, but to be fair, where we are now, we are smack dab in the middle of some major, major international cities. Yes, but we're in the middle of them. But we're not this this area where we are now in Guangdong province. This area just five years ago would have been 
none of this stuff would be here. None of these buildings, none of the apartment buildings, the, 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 um, where people live will be, you know, three to four floors or less. You know, it's, it's mostly we're next to, a, uh, you know, we're in, uh, many rivers around us. We are in a Delta. So, I mean, you're, you're talking about people who are, are basically just farm, bring your stuff to market. I mean, old school, rural living. And so the people that live here, that work here and do these jobs aren't even from here. No. You know, they're from somewhere else. Well, how many? We've met several people that buy an apartment here, but they work in Guangzhou, which is an hour away from us, and they come here on the weekends because it's quieter. I don't know those people, but okay. We met the one girl on the bus when we first got here. That's what they had done. Highly. Yeah. But if you're if you're living and working somewhere else, or they do the opposite, they live in the big city and they work here for the week, and then they go back home, and right. their housing here is provided by the school, yeah, um, or provided by their employer. So they're really only going to be here during the work week, and when the weekend comes, it's pretty quiet around here anyway. Yeah, um, it's not like living in a Shanghai or some other city where well, there's even Wuhan, lots of stuff going on, like Guangzhou. Right. When we lived in Wuhan, I mean, it was busy, even on the weekends, yeah, in the but, little district that we were And people grew up there. People were right. from there. I mean, the right. people, I, I think I only had one student that was from Sanchui, whose family's from Sanchui. I mean, that's it. I mean, most of the people that are affording this, the education that, that the school that I teach at offers... Most of them don't come from San Troy. They come from around. Right. But usually they're they're driving anywhere from uh, 30 minutes to two Hour. hours yeah. to get home every Friday. Right. You know, so, and none of the students, basically, unless they live where we live, which is about 10 minutes from the school, um, they are, for the most part, staying at school all week. They're, right. they're not going home. They're, I mean, they're almost... Uh, first through twelfth grade is is boarding, so. Which is dramatically different from where we were when we first arrived in China, where everyone was from there and pretty much everyone stays there. Right. Right. But it was also a small town. Gotta one... love the guy who oh. comes to his balcony in his underwear. Oh, at least he has underwear on this time, because. I, I feel like you should add this to my list. <laughs> I really do. I feel like I, I need to add to the list. Put on some clothes before you come out in public. But then that would then get into a whole other problem of what should you wear when you come out in public. Because then we would have, what does that mean for all of those people we saw in their pajamas oh, every no, evening? No, no. Let's so. talk about the ladies who... Think that pantyhose are actually pants and come outside. Wait a minute, pantyhose are pants. No, no. Pantyhose have got to be pants. They've got the word pant in them. They have panty. No, they pant. have the word pant. So, so I, I don't see the problem the with the sexy lady who wants to 
Yeah, that where, 65-year-old granny. With no, the, but I don't want to see 65-year-old granny anyway. But that's what, who's wearing it. She thinks she's styling it. No, 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 no. The ones I see are the, the not 65-year-old ladies. See, I thought you didn't look at women. I don't. You lie. You just, lie, I, Craig. You lie. I don't know what you're talking about. Do we have anything else for uh, for the people? Well, you wanted to only stay on number one, so. If we stay on number one, that's number one. I think we have uh, we have somewhere to go with this. My number two is quite angry. Yeah, mine is pretty good. I'm not gonna. It's not angry, but it's. Let's not. Let's that. Let's not. Yeah, let's not go into number two right now. I think my number two and number three go together, though. Okay. All right, we'll finish there for now. All right. Sounds good. I have a feeling this is going to get pretty, uh, pretty angry pretty fast. We stayed pretty, we stayed not so angry this time. So. Did a good job. <laughs> Very pragmatic of us. Sometimes it's not easy. All right, that's it for now. Got a lot of swear words in my. We we're, we're, we'll we'll stay away from this. Okay. Mm -hmm.